Hey there, I'm Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And this is Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. Where we buck the fear-based narrative and explore topics in a fun and unique way. All in service of personal growth. Welcome to episode seven of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. I am your co-host, Tatsu. And I'm Jeff. And today's topic is power. But before we get into power, Jeff, what you got on today? I have got, this is like a green and blue pattern shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts, by the way. Um, so one of the first shirts I got uh, little initials on the cuff, which is cool. And then I've got the Jordan blue and let's call this fiery orange. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fiery orange shorts. So, yeah, the, these shorts uh, were the first shorts I bought when I went back to playing, like, pickup organized basketball early 30s. So they're still hanging on, literally and figuratively. So I don't think I've ever seen that color combo on those on the Jordan shorts before. It's pretty cool. Hey, I got I have to surprise even you, Tots. You got to keep it fresh <laughs> from me. Well, today I what got, about you? I got on uh, a blue, a navy blue checkered checkered shirt, button down, um, like an Oxford kind of, and then um, my shorts are yellow. I'm going yellow today. Whoa! All right, I'm totally not coordinating, and that's okay. Um, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is, like, the blue and the blacks look very similar via Zoom. So. <laughs> Cool, man. So power. Um, yeah. Why don't you kick it off? Like what's your, what's your relationship to power and maybe growing up and, and currently or how you see power? Yeah. I mean, it's uh it's an interesting thing. Like uh, I think I spent most of my life not noticing it and kind of like having like, it is what it is mentality. Mm -hmm. Like when I think power, when I was growing up, I thought, uh, teachers and coaches mm. and depending on how they use that power it was either good or bad right mm -hmm. the good the good teachers i didn't even really relate to them as power um because they didn't wield it and discipline us with it mm. they used it to like get in our heads and have great conversations um what i would call now is like empowering others mm. um where i've had bad coaches and bad teachers that you know, used it as a weapon and put fear in the space. Um, also law enforcement, um, lots of fear in the space. And as I've gotten older, it's gotten a little bit better, but as a society, as we know, like it can go bad quickly. Um, so for me, when I, I think the first thing I hear when I like power, the first thing that comes to mind is fear. Mm. And the second thing would be like using my own power or having people access their power. But my automatic reaction is fear. Mm. Yeah, same, same here, especially like growing up, it was more of a, an authoritative thing. Power equals yep. like maybe they're bigger than me. They're stronger than me. They know more than me. Um, or if they have more money than me you know, money is power or size is power or knowledge is power or, you know, these, these types of things, which seem to be very external, <clears throat> um, externally driven. 
And I didn't really think about it much either. I just, I didn't know, but we were always getting messaging, you know, from just daily life and like the media and all that kind of stuff for sure. Um, and definitely just like you, power to me more is more of an internal thing now. It's more of a empowerment. Um, it's like a, it's like a, like an internal strength, but it's not really driven by ego so much as like authoritative used to be money used to be or size or strength. Those things were very ego driven um, from my experience. Um, but now it's like more of a grounded, like loving place empowerment. Um, and it does, it doesn't have anything to do for me now with like trying to get what I want necessarily, or trying to make people do what they, what I think they should do. Or it's more of like, just kind of like being a certain way <clears throat> as like authentically and vulnerably as I can. Um, and that feels very, very powerful. And it's not like I'm trying to, especially like it, I, I noticed that around like my nieces and nephews, it's like, you know, they're acting up and then I catch myself. Am I trying to force this ego based power on into that onto them? Mm -hmm. or, or am I just trying to show up in my own power? You know, um, that's been like going on a lot since I've been like staying with my sister and um, of, as of late. Um, yeah. It's an interesting thing for sure. Um, and, and I, <clears throat> as I think about it more, even like power, I think going back, it's like, oh, my parents have power over me, but then they're telling me what to do. Um, and they seem so clear about what they want me to do. And I think growing mm. up, I didn't have a lot of clarity around what I should do, what I shouldn't do, what's going to keep me safe, what's not going to keep me safe. And when I think about it now, it's like power is clarity or it's very related to clarity. So the clarity that these people had in this is the way it is. This is what success means. This is the path to success. It wasn't necessarily them like forcing me, trying to force me to do something. It was like the clarity that they had is what I was kind of intrigued about. Um, and wherever that power comes from, it's, it's up to that other that that person um but for me it feels like yes i grew up a lot with with a lot of with without a lot of clarity and mm. i felt very disempowered because of that um so now my relationship has a lot to do with clarity and where my power is is in clarity in what i truly truly um know myself as at least in my current state and what I truly, truly want from a very authentic place, you know? Uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you touched on a lot of things there. Um, first off, we can't keep going with the podcast without giving a shout out to the locks from money, power and respect <laughs> um, back in the day. We'll slip in a little shout out to Kanye West with his song power. I believe Ice-T had a song power back in the day. <laughs> but I'll but I'll adhere to the and much snap too. and snap. Tatsu. Remember yeah. snap? snap power? 
No, I'm not. I'm not that old. But uh, you know I that song. You, you know you that remember. song. No, you definitely know no, that song. You definitely know no. that song. <laughs> you were singing it the um, other day. <laughs> I can't recall. Um, but like, like to me, I think power is absorbed without knowing it's absorbed. So culturally, right? You're watching uh, athletes. You're watching uh, TV shows. Um, you're watching movies, and power is embedded in everything in our culture. Um, you know, success is power. Um, obviously, money and all that stuff as well. But this idea of power, and, and when you were like, "Hey, you were," it wasn't necessarily power; it was more clarity that drew you, and and obviously had a blind spot of what you were lacking, or at least perceived to be lacking. And, um, you know, we hear that all the time, you know, knowledge is power, right? And then kind of that's evolved to applied knowledge is power, right? Otherwise, right. you know, we've got Wikipedia, encyclopedias, Google. So like knowledge in itself is kind of useless right now. Um, if you don't apply it, doesn't matter if you know how many butterflies there are in the Southwest region of the United States. Like if you're not applying that and doing something with it, doesn't matter, right? So this applied knowledge thing, when you were talking, that was the thing that I heard the most of like knowing clarity, like being clear, knowing what success means is powerful, you know, having a plan and then just the like physicality of power, right? Like if we're powerful people, if we're have power in our business, like it's so collapsed with success that i think sometimes this is where like i think society has gotten in trouble with itself where it then becomes hyper masculine mm -hmm. male focused and you know what's the duality in the relationship between yeah sure being successful being powerful always striving for more which is in line with the traditional sense of power but then failure vulnerability not knowing and that being okay and also having that as access to power. And I think the common thread there might be the applied knowledge, mm -hmm. like applying knowledge. Well, you, you can't fake it till you make it everywhere. At some point you have to prove yourself and others that you know what you're talking about. Well, that only comes from failing. So like when you were talking, I was like, well, one doesn't actually, like in order for you to be clear, you had at once be not clear. Mm -hmm. So many distractions these days, it may be challenging to stay focused and committed to living with intention. Good habits are more critical than ever before. Check out Winning Habits by Jeff Miller. A former tennis pro and top tier life and business coach, Jeff shares priceless experience and wisdom. Check it out on Amazon.com. And that's kind of what I was hearing where it's like, hey, your parents and, and people that were telling you this is what you do, okay but it didn't really resonate because you didn't know if that was the way right because you hadn't experienced enough on your own right yeah not like knowing what i don't want and knowing what i want the, the duality of both are, are both equally important for sure yeah, yeah. and you you mentioned um like power and fear being in very close relationship too and also like the the applied the applied knowledge right 
if the if the knowledge that you have is being applied to disempower other or at the expense of other people, yep. um, that's more of the fear-based driver, it sounds like, um, of, of well, power. And that's short-term, right? Like, yeah. like it's not like fear-based things are bad per se. Like there's a time and a place for that. Um, I don't know. I probably get up and work out in the morning. I am relying on fear to get me vertical. But once I'm vertical and brushing my teeth and my workout clothes are on, the fear subsides. And then I get back to like, okay, what's the purpose and the intention here from an empowering place? Because there's no way you're going to be happy and fulfilled filling your tank up with fear. There's no way you can put vegetable oil on your car and it would be sustainable for the life of that car. Right. right. So I, I think like we don't want to... I don't want to say knock fear in itself. I think fear can be really good in certain situations mm-hmm. or and very good starting points and having access to that. But like all day, every day, using fear as access to power, to your point, will probably cause you to do the same thing with other people. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's that self-awareness of where that that driving force is coming from for, for each individual. Like, like you said, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Fear is, is part of us and we're never going to get away from it. And we, we don't necessarily want to get away from it because there is a use for it. Um, it's just, is it really driving? Is it driving our, our, our pursuit of money? Is it driving our pursuit of getting married and getting a house and everything else that, all these other people are doing around us um, and how is it infecting us and our relationship to what's driving us more often than not. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of the things we touch on, like one of the foundations is to notice. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people and us ourselves at one point had blinders on, like, we don't know. We don't know. Right. It's like the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's eating the fake steak. And yep. the fake wine and be like, this is some good stuff, right? Not knowing necessarily that like, yeah, in that moment it is relatively, mm-hmm. but there's other things, there's deeper layers here to experiment with. So like noticing is huge, right? It's like, I don't know. I didn't realize how much fear driven I was back in the day until you look at like, oh, Jeff's really punctual. Well, yeah, because I had to drill to my head that being late was like the worst thing on the planet. So if I'm like constantly like being a jerk to be on time, is that actually important anymore? Mm-hmm. So I think when we talk about power, um, the really cool kind of like next level, in my opinion, of power, right? The evolved definition is how does one access their power without diminishing other people's power? Mm-hmm. Right. Have any thoughts? Have any thoughts on that? Um, I think on a, on a broader scale, definitely the, the more we continue to understand ourselves, which is doing this internal work and really digging in and getting to what healing we need to do, um, digging into what beliefs that we are still carrying that we don't truly align with anymore. Like all of that stuff, um, allows us to understand other people better. I think without that 
self-work, we won't have an ability to really deeply understand other people. Mm. Um, but with that self-work comes a lot of like the awareness doesn't necessarily come because we are who we are and we just, what we don't know, we don't know. Right. So that's why like, like having friends who can have conversations like this reading, um, having mentors, like people like really like opening yourself up and being vulnerable. And this is, this is a vulnerability is access to power is something that uh, a mentor coach told me a long time ago. And it's always been ingrained in my head and I love it. Um, vulnerability was always something of weakness to me in the past growing up. Right. But it's really not because the more authentic and vulnerable we can be, then we have nothing else to lose. We have no, no, no other like shield to, to protect ourselves from. And we are who we are and take it or leave it. This is who I am type of thing. Right. Um, but to get to that point, we have to continue to keep doing the work to break down all those barriers of defense. Um, yeah. It's kind of a broad concept that I just talked about, but. How about you? What do you think? Yeah. And what I heard was, you know, one of the ways that you can start to own your power and continue to own your power without the expense of other people's power is mm -hmm. to be transparent and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and usually vulnerability begets vulnerability, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the time, if you're having a deep conversation with someone that you're close to, it'll open up the opportunity for them to do that as well. And they don't necessarily have to, but it, it just gives you know permission, if you will, that this is okay here, this is a safe space. And, you know, we can have these conversations. Yeah. Um, and, and, and being transparent and vulnerable doesn't mean like, I don't give an F what other people say, I'm just doing my way. And just like not being considerate at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fine balance, right? Like, mm -hmm. I think, in my opinion, we're a little oversensitive at times as a society, or shall I say reactive? I don't mm -hmm. even think oversensitive is the correct label. We're reactive. Mm -hmm. And we are looking, and I say we just general society, not you and me. Um, we are looking for things to poke holes in instead of looking at ways to be grateful, thankful, appreciative. Mm -hmm. um, there are always be things we can poke holes in. Um, but so what, like no one's perfect. So I think there is a freedom of speech aspect that we've kind of fallen back from a little bit. Um, but to your point, and I think this goes back to the question is like, can you have your freedom of speech without, you know, making and putting you know judgment on someone else's freedom of speech you know um and can you do it while respecting yourself and other people uh freedom of speech doesn't mean you can just you know crap all over everybody else right. you know you can but there's consequences to that as well right so you know i think that the big thing is the intention mm -hmm. and like what would people being in their power and fully owning their power create. Mm -hmm. um, we're not talking about power in the sense of persuasion or 
you know, conniving or manipulating people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we're really talking about power in the sense of like elevating ourselves and others. Right. So how do we do that? Yeah, how do we do that is we're honest. Um, we're looking at the intention, short and long term. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of this stuff goes back to the golden rule. You know, like probably the simplest rule on the planet, you know, mm-hmm. do things to other people that you would want them to do to you, paraphrasing, mm-hmm. of course. And it spans all kinds of religions, all kinds of philosophies and way of life, all kinds of universal truths mm-hmm. um, seem to have this, you know, mantra, if you will, or rule. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't actually follow it. <laughs> like we don't actually follow this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens in families. I mean, at times it happens in my own family. I'll be like, hey, eat your vegetables before you can go do X. And, you know, I go like a week without eating a vegetable. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, it becomes so normal. We get desensitized to, oh yeah, if we all just did this as a human race, like a lot of the issues would go away. With, with the caveat that there is no expectation of them acting the way you do. Right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. just because we do something doesn't mean it's the right way or the only way. Right. And I'm speaking to the macro, like who we're being about it. Exactly. I might say like strawberry ice cream is the best ice cream. But I'm not saying that every other ice cream flavor sucks. So it, it leaves room for you to like another ice cream mm-hmm. without making it wrong. And it honors that Jeff likes strawberry ice cream. In this foodie dessert example, which there'll probably be lots of these in the podcast. <laughs> um, so I, I think it goes to the being sense first and then to the, the thing, like right now we're talking about power and that looks so different, right? Like it could be for some people like owning their own power is like, using their voice in their relationship that maybe they haven't used their voice ever and they find themselves in a one-sided relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be using their voice at work and they find themselves undervalued and underappreciated. Well, like that person probably has some of that to own as well if they're not owning their own power and speaking up for what they want. Um, and it, it, a whole bunch of different things. Um, and I think the, the key thing is like, well, what's like, what do we want to be about these things? Yeah. So for me, when I think power, I think intention and what are we trying to create utilizing that power? Parents, are you looking for books to support your children in self-awareness and consciousness? Well, look no further than listen by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Brittany Vu. And a little reminder, written by Tatsu Fushimi and illustrated by Julie Wells. These are great books that can support your children's journey. Available on Amazon and barnesandnobles.com. So if I wanna use my power with my kids, to your point with your nieces and nephews, yeah, I can come and get it done. And they can like get dressed and brush their teeth. And there's times where I do do that because that's just what it needs in that moment. But ideally we want to use our power slash clarity and 
really have them be empowered by where we're coming from. And if they can understand, um, I don't know, a clean room shows respect for their things and us as their parents, making this up. And they buy into that. Then I don't have to keep wielding parental power and like threatening things to move the needle, right? Like that gets tiring and boring and draining. And to your point and to my upbringing is fear, it's fear-based, right? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, when we talk about power and impact and really owning our own power, right? Cause that's kind of at the crux of this thing. Um, give peeps an action, you know, like what's something they could take on now to either continue to own their power and level it up or for the folks that like, this is new. They're like, what are these weird guys talking about? I have no idea where to start. Like, what would you suggest? Um, I'll suggest a practice around um, going back to the basics of just noticing. Noticing where, when you want, when you want something, how are you, how are you, how are you conveying that? Whether it's to kids or to other adults, how are you conveying it? Conveying it, and is it is it being conveyed from a place of love or is it being conveyed from a place of fear? And get get really really like deep into, okay, is it really what's really driving this desire and my action of conveying this power? How about you, Jeff? What you got? I like that. So a really good action that, that I have done, I do from time to time is write out all the areas you're not owning your power. Mm. Nice. Um, and as defined as like you showing up the way you want to show up, right? Mm -hmm. um, you can define it after that, any which way you want. But at the base level, you showing up the way you want consistently, reliably, time and time again. This could be your relationship, your job, if you're in school, you know, those classes, uh, you know, any kind of hobbies or religious groups, uh, networking groups, whatever it is, right? Like all these things that we have in our life, writing down, where are you not owning your power fully? And then working with someone, uh, could be a friend, could be friends in each of those buckets, could be a coach, could be some kind of mentor in helping you close those gaps. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that journey will help shine a light of A, how easy it can be once you know what's going on, and B, like that's what makes it fun. And that's what kind of makes it more of a game. Right, I love that. And, and with owning where you're not showing up in your power, I mean, based on what we talked about, like where you're not being vulnerable or where you're, where you're not being transparent, or where, where you're not clear, right? These are all leaks, right, where we're having. So yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, and a good place to look is where you are looked at as powerful and strong, mm. but you're actually not owning your power. Mm. Mm. You're kind of mailing it in and fronting like you're powerful, but you're not owning your power. That's, that's, that's another level. That's my favorite one because I do that a lot. Mm. If I'm granted power, then I don't actually have to be powerful in my definition. Mm. 
which then becomes boring, mundane, and fake. Mm. Like you on the basketball court? No, that's real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Bullying people on the court is is real. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's a perfect segue to wrap up this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And it's been fun as usual. Um, again, uh, thanks for everyone tuning in, however you tune in. And please reach out for any topics or anything you'd like us to talk about. We are up for talking about anything. And trust me, we will find a way to weave in some personal development in any topic. So we appreciate the comments we've gotten so far. Uh, We appreciate the connection. And as always, please reach out. And we look forward to seeing you on the next one. Thank you for checking out this episode of Button Downs and Basketball Shorts. And if you got some value today, please subscribe and share. And we'll see you on the next one.